Ah, welcome traveller. Come sit at the bar. I'll pour you a drink. You've wandered your way into the Gorbach Arms. This here is my inn. I keeps a lively around here. The fire crackles. The ale flows quick and true. And I've a tale or two for the likes of weary adventurers like yourself. You see... There are more dangers than you'd care to know out there in the wilds surrounding this here town of Amelie. But the Gobar Charms, it always has a mostly safe place to hang your hat and have a pint. Precious face round these parts returns to my inn. Evening, innkeeper. It's getting a little late to be evening, my friend. The night is on its last legs. Half my patrons are already sleeping on my tables. Look, see. Speaking of, shouldn't someone with your rarefied profession be resting up? Rising before the sun does? Getting an early start to your day of adventuring? I'm looking for information, innkeeper. Ah, well... Then you've done at least something right. Knowing what's round here is my profession. I'm tracking a wolf. A wolf, eh? Are you sure you don't want to set your sights on something smaller, like an elf or a fairy? As I said, I'm tracking a wolf, innkeeper. Came across tracks yesterday. Closer to town than the people of Amberley would wish. All right, all right. What do you need to know? Habits, size, hunting grounds, anything you know. Hmm. I can tell you're a smart one, friend. I don't often get adventurers in here during the wee hours doing proper research. More often than not, they'll just go galloping into the forest without knowing what's what, and paying the price. Now see here, when it comes to wolves, things ain't as simple as they may seem to an outsider like yourself. There's history here. Of that, I have no doubt, innkeeper. Well, all right then. I don't think these poor sods drank all my ale tonight. Come, drink. I'll tell you what you need to know. Whatever helps me find the wolf. Have you ever heard the phrase, there's a giant in my heart? I'm not sure I have. Well, folks say it. They say it when they're talking about their pain being too much for them, you know? Around here in Amberley, though, we have another saying, you see. Round here, the old-timers will say, There's a heart in our giant. Hmm. In these parts, they say that when they mean that even the beasties got their reasons for the ways they behave. That's not what it always meant, though. It used to mean just what it says. You're saying this town had a pet giant? Ah, far from a pet. But we had ourselves a giant. Indeed we did. Still do, as a matter of fact. What's this to do with wolves? Folks called him Toad. Big old giant. 
which is saying something, as I'm sure you know. <laughs> yeah. It was before my time when he arrived here in Amberley. My father seen him, but I never have. Story goes that, way back when, it were months before anyone even noticed him, which again, for a giant, is saying something. The river would wash out a bridge, and then a few days later there'd be two tree trunks secured in its stead, overnight, like magic, as if someone had picked them up and set them down like twigs. Another story went that there was a group of bandits that'd return every fall. For years they'd done so. Then suddenly, one fall, the town wakes up, expecting to be robbed again, and finds the entire bandit camp plucked up, overturned, and set up into the treetops. Cowardly old bandits begged the townsfolk to help him for days. Eventually, the town got some ropes up there, and then bandits climbed down. But they never returned next fall. Old barn roofs would get repaired, with no one to take credit. Storms would scatter cattle in the dead of night, and folks would wake up to find them all herded back together again. For months, it was a mystery what was behind it all. And then, one day, what were behind it all just wandered straight into the centre of town, lumbered in to introduce himself, I suppose. Imagine it now, a big old giant sauntering right past my inn here, was met with mostly fear, of course. Pitchforks and fear. The giant parks himself in the centre of town, just down by the well there, and a crowd of armed townsfolk starts to gather. But see, there was one fella in town who made the connection between this giant and all the good what had come to town of late. Not sure how, but he connected the two. So he throws his arms up and shouts to the townspeople, Put your forks away, you lot of bloody warriors! And then this fellow walks right up to this giant and raps him on the knee. Looks up at him, smiles and says, This giant here, this one's a friendly one, aren't you? Now of course the giant doesn't respond, but the fact that the fellow's head stays on his shoulders was just about enough to make it clear that old toad meant no harm. And that was it, all those years ago. Never any words exchanged, nothing more than a rap on a knee and a smile, and this town had itself a giant. Those were likely some of the best days this town ever saw, I'd imagine. Giants come in handy, you know. Protection, make easy work out of heavy lifting, and the wee ones apparently loved the big fella. It's a sweet story, innkeeper, but wolves... Well, that's just the thing, you see. You don't often cross paths with a giant, thank the lords. And you just about never cross paths with one that is gentle. And this particular one was gentle toward anything and everything what moved. So long as they didn't give him reason not to be. They say some of them beasties in those forests loved this giant as much as the wee children did. They say people would see him out in the downlands outstretched in all directions, napping away. Creatures laid out on top of his big old belly, napping away just the same. They say he'd help beasties just as he helped townspeople. Gentle old toad. And what's more, 
and this part is where your question enters into it. They say the giant kept wolves. Did he know? Indeed he did. Kept him around to help him keep an eye on things. Wolves can move a lot faster than a giant after all. The wolves were his closest companions, so the story goes. A small pack of them. Loyal to old toad, like you wouldn't believe. And that loyalty went both ways, of course. So that's why it's complicated to hunt wolves in Amberley. Because a giant befriended a few of them many years ago. Now don't you jump ahead, friend. There's another part to this story. Of course. For a long time, there weren't no need to hunt wolves in Amberley. Toad and his pack kept watch over this place, protected it. It flourished. The farms fed the people. We didn't see much of the likes of people like yourself. Adventurers steered clear of this place mostly. There was something that almost resembled peace in these lands. But? Exactly. But. There was a heart in our giant. And those are a dangerous thing. Just the same as a heart made him gentle, it also made him dangerous, so some people thought. How so? Well, when a heart that big breaks, get as far out of the way as you can. Now I can tell by the way you've carried yourself in this place that you don't need me to go into the details of this next bit. You look an awful lot like a man who was loved and lost in his time. Wolves, innkeeper, we're discussing wolves. Indeed, we are. So for years things was easy here in Amberley, under Toad and his wolves' watch. Things got so easy that Toad spent most of his days over in the downlands, napping by the river. Most folks thought he just liked the sound of the place, but it turned out there was another reason entirely that he'd lay about there all day. You see, there was a river nymph that spent her time there too. Have you ever seen a river nymph? I can't say I have. Right, neither have I, but I know those that have, and the words they use to describe them. Colourful language like you wouldn't believe. The most beautiful creatures in this world, so I'm told. Now our poor giant fell in love. That big old heart of his filled up with it. Couldn't help but spend all of his time by the river. Townsfolk would see less and less of him. Still helped around town as best he could. Always smiling with those big old crooked teeth of his showing. Running off to the river as quick as he could when his tasks were done. Stories go that even people up here in town could hear him laughing away down at the river. He was happy old Toad he was. Only problem was, well, river nymphs, you see. They aren't much for devotion. Toad had other ideas. Story goes that one of his wolves dug up some loot what an adventurer, like yourself, had hidden one day, buried in the forest somewhere. In that stash was a ring, a shiny one, real shiny. Wolf picks it up in his maw and brings it to Old Toad. 
And what does he do? Gives it to the innkeeper, because that's apparently what it takes to get him to fill his tankard. Bah, don't mind me, friend. I get to telling stories. He runs right down to the riverbed and gives it to the one he loves, of course. As I said, though, and no offence to the big old lad, but what's a romance between a river nymph and a gentle giant? Well, what's it going to look like? I weren't there, but I guess she wasn't trying to hurt the old lug. There just weren't much sense to it, a romance. I mean, she lived in the river. Hmm. So, she disappears. Legend says that Toad would go there first thing every morning, last thing every evening, waiting to find her returned, waiting for a few hours out of every day. Townsfolk didn't hear his laughter no more. Never saw his crooked old toothy smile either. They say he still did his part round town, but something weren't quite the same as before. And living every day like that does something to a fella, you know, man or giant alike. After a few more months, they say old Toad would become easily agitated. People would find trees uprooted just outside of town for no apparent reason other than to get out some of that heartbreak of his. Some folks slowly stopped allowing their wee ones to spend time with the gentle giant. Some folks began to steer clear of him themselves. Now my father made sure I understood that Toad never did no wrong. My father made sure to tell me that he was heartbroken, but still a kind old fella. But rumbling started around town that the giant had become as much a danger to this place as he was a help. They ran him out of town, did they? Well, no, not quite. Some wanted to, of course. But there's an old abandoned keep up on top of the hill just to the north of town. Have you seen it? Only from a distance. Well, likely best to keep it that way. See, the townsfolk gave that keep to the giant with a heart. Thanks to people like my old dad, who argued on old Toad's behalf. He sat him down after one of his outbursts, and they made a pact with him. The deal was that he could stay here in Amberley. He could wait for his river nymph to return if he wanted. But him and his wolves had to keep protecting this place best they could from a safe distance. No more coming into town. No more helping folks. No more putting the little ones in danger, as some said. And that's why I'd advise you against tracking wolves, my friend. Nobody's seen old Toad for a generation, but as far as I'm concerned, he's still up there in that keep, and his wolves are still out in them forests keeping watch. As I said, legend goes that there was a heart in our giant. That old Toad was as gentle as can be toward anything that moves, except, of course, those that gave him reason not to be. Hunting one of his wolves might be just the reason not to be. It's a good story, innkeeper. I'll keep it in mind.
Gorbach is produced in collaboration with the Sounds Like an Earful Studios. This episode was co-written by Dan Loach and Christopher Postel and was voiced by Dan Loach. To find out more, please visit www.gorbach.com. Thanks for listening.